To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. International Correspondence on Newstalk ZB. Murray Olds, Aussie <coughs> Correspondent with us now. Hey, Muzz. G'day, Heather. Good afternoon to you. All right. What's the latest on the shooting in Queensland? Well, they've identified the two fellows who were shot dead by police late last night in the farmhouse. Uh, this is a tiny community. We in Villa, about three and a half hours northwest of Brisbane. Uh, so there are two brothers one of whom was the missing person that police were at the property looking for in the first place. He's a former New South Wales uh, school principal. His brother and the brother's wife owned the farmhouse where the shootout took place. So the female who was shot dead last night hasn't been identified, but we're assuming it's the, uh, it's the wife of the property owner. This whole thing, dreadful. I mean, just beyond. It's like the police union boss in Queensland said this morning it was like something out of a movie. Mm. Tragically, of course, it's not. The two young constables, a male and a female in their 20s, and there were two other youngsters as well. So four police arrive at the property around four o'clock. They're walking up the driveway, apparently bang, bang. Two of them are knocked down, uh, and a third policeman, a male and a female, are knocked down and wounded, and, and they're on the ground. Uh, the other pair, the young police, the male police constables, shot and grazed in the leg. They hightail away as, as best they can. Someone comes out in camouflage gear, walks up to the two officers who are on the ground and shoots them both, bang, bang, uh, execution style, and they're dead. Now, the wounded policeman manages to get away, gets back to a patrol car and raises the alarm. In the meantime, his female colleague, she only out of a, a police academy a minute ago, about six, seven, eight weeks ago, mm. and she's walked into this hell. Anyway, she's out in the bush, trying to stay away from these people, and they set the bush alight. So she is in there, apparently, not knowing if she's going to be burned alive or shot dead if she puts her head up. Uh, so there's a action squad of police arrived. They recovered the bodies shooting at the house and shots coming back. Uh, anyway, the armed defenders squad turns up in the evening and um, there's a big shootout and uh, the whole thing's over by about 10.30 local time. What it's about, we just... At this point, we just don't know uh, whether or not there's some sort of weird cult thing involved, whether or not these guys just decided to go out and hail a gun. For, we just don't know. What we do know is that the whole... Well, I mean, all of Australia is just in shock. You don't expect this stuff. You just don't expect this stuff. And like the guy said from the police union, it's like a movie, but tragically for these families involved, it's not. It's so real. Right on the eve of Christmas, it's dreadful. Maz, thank you. Yeah, I, I, question on this, though. Do we know who called the coppers on him, who was concerned about this guy's welfare? We don't know at this point. We do know that he was the subject of a missing persons uh, report. This is the mm. school principal, and he was at his brother's property. Why the, the coppers went there, I mean, why it was perhaps action, you know, you, you don't often get four police turning up for a missing person, do you? You, you might get a couple. They no, tend to patrol warned, over here. They, they patrol in pairs. I beg They'd your pardon, been, Heather? They, they had been warned, hadn't they, that at least somebody on that property had a bit of a distrust of the coppers? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's right. So yeah. maybe that's why they had four. But, I mean, typically mm. they'll patrol, you know, in pairs, and uh, four of them have turned up. And, you know, as the officials are saying today, they were basically ambushed. And yeah. two of them shot down and then murdered. 
so it's 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 beyond horrible. And this poor young woman who was out there with the fire burning around her, and, and you know they're out there looking for her to shoot her dead or burn her alive. Dreadful. Mm. And she, apparently she was texting loved ones saying, "Look, maybe my time's up here." Jesus, uh, I got goosebumps out. thinking about it. Dreadful. Dreadful. Yeah, terrible. You wouldn't want anybody to go through that. Mars, what are the threats that Dominic Perrottet reckons the gambling lobby has, has, has aimed his way? Well, look, the New South Wales Premier is well aware. In New South Wales, the, game, the gaming industry, Clubs New South Wales, for want of a better name, the gaming industry is extremely powerful. There's a lot of money. Um, it goes through clubs and pubs in New South Wales, uh, a lot of it through uh, poker machines. I mean, have a listen to some of the stats. New South Wales has 20% of all the poker machines in the world. In the world, nearly 90,000 machines. $95 billion got pumped through poker machines last year. Mm. And what the state government in New South Wales wants to do is stop people shoveling their pay packets through it. They want these people to be given uh, cashless gaming cards. You might put a 100 bucks or 500 bucks on a gaming card. You can't keep shoveling cash through them. Well, of course, the clubs industry's outraged by this. That they, it's in their own interest to have people lose everything. And so they are already targeting one uh, country MP. She is out there saying she wants to bring in cashless cards. And Perrottet himself, the Liberal leader of the state, says, you know what, we are determined to push ahead with this. Interesting that Labor is also on board. So the gaming industry, it's in its own interest to keep uh, these, these poor buggers losing everything th- through these dreadful machines. But uh, it looks like the politicians have finally have grown a backbone and are standing up to them. Mm. Muzz, thank you for running us through that Murray Olds Australia correspondent. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.